0: Welcome back yours. I'm excited to return to the professional development plan today with you guys. And what I'm going to focus on is step number six in the professional development plan, also known as peer collaboration. Now today I'm going to bring you peer collaboration in a different context than I did for the first five steps of the professional development plan. When I brought you the first five, I kind of talked about the all-encompassing viewpoint for that step, different strategies you can take to improve the efficiency or usage of that step, and then some final recommendations on how you can take advantage of some of the mistakes or some of the learning points I've had on that step previously. And today, what I really want to focus on for peer collaboration is an actual story. And this story is based on a research article that came out in 2018 in the Journal of Dairy Science. And I want to talk to you about how we've used that article to leverage the information out of it to improve the collaboration between each of our veterinarians and then in turn improve the service that we've actually given to our clients in terms of consulting and problem solving and just overall service to those clients. So stay tuned for after the intro and we'll get right into the story about peer collaboration. (laughs) So the real challenge is, how do veterinarians like us, who don't have the time, resources or financial backing of a multi-million dollar company, who are faced with irregular work schedules, on calls and emergencies, how can we facilitate our own personal and professional growth so we can continue to offer superior service to our clients while still remaining competitive in today's market? That is the challenge, and this podcast will provide you the roadmap to its solution. I'm your host, Dr. Eric, and welcome to Operators to Owners. Welcome back, OTOrs. Again, like I said in the intro, I'm really excited to talk about peer collaboration today because I get to share a story right out of our veterinary clinic that has just really helped improve things for our veterinary clinic, and I think it has great potential to help younger veterinarians or even veterinary students come up with ways in which they can become more engaged with clients that are more cemented or more um, dedicated to older practitioners. So what some of you are going to find if you're not at a new veterinary clinic or are at a veterinary clinic or are a long time practitioner, if you haven't seen it already, is most veterinarians are relatively territorial with their herd checks especially, you know, in a large animal game, we tend to want to mark our territory, protect our clients. Um, For whatever reason, maybe we feel more comfortable because we know how things are supposed to go on that dairy. We know how things are done. So we're always very, very hesitant. And I've almost found it like this paralyzing culture in some clinics where you almost get into this burnout phase because people are afraid to take vacations because someone else is going to have to do your herd checks. And I, I kind of find this a little bit humorsome to me because relatively speaking, after you've practiced large animal medicine for six months, a year, two, three years, we're all relatively capable of doing the same exact thing, especially at herd checks. I mean, if you're not a good pregnancy diagnostician, a palpator or an ultrasounder, um, by the time you're a second or a third mm-hmm. year mm-hmm. veterinarian, you you're probably not going to make it and you probably haven't made it already and had a career change. So at that point, you know, I would encourage our older practitioners to recognize that our younger associates um, do have that ability. but I do kind of find it humorsome that we fail to trust each other even though we're all on the same team working for the same goals. But what we kind of found over time in our clinic is, Some of the biggest leaps forward we've had for our clients in terms of changing protocols or getting them to have a more open mind or identifying problems that we didn't even know were problems actually occurred when the herd veterinarian wasn't doing the herd check. And while we didn't know scientifically why this happened, we didn't recognize this as a benefit of having someone else do your herd check. So relatively speaking, we haven't really had too much problem with people doing herd checks while we're gone, but one of the newer things that we've seen and and I've been kind of pushing for is trying to get associates or even other owners or other practitioners to do a little bit of consulting or like I said, herd check work or even sick cow diagnostic work across multiple dairies and the reason i think you see a little bit of an advantage there is they have a different perspective so when you've been doing a herd check for a really long time in your mind you kind of expect this is how things are supposed to go you know they're spo- they're treating these cows this way and it's an assumption and when you get a new veterinarian that comes out and does your herd check or does some diagnostic work or or a, a herd problem workup a lot of times what you're going to find is that they're going to see something that is not following that assumption you have, and you have going into your own mind. And that's where you're going to have a lot of benefit for your client because they're just not blind to what's actually going on. Now, there's a really cool study uh, in Journal of Dairy Science. I believe it was the beginning of 2018, but it was a study by Carolyn Ritter. um, She's a researcher out of Guelph. And the study was titled Clinical Communication Patterns of Veterinary Practitioners During Herd Health and Production Management Farm Visits. Very long title, obviously. But this is a study coming out of Canada. So it's Canadian dairies, a little bit, you know, um, relatively smaller to midsize probably compared to some of the dairies we're working with um, in the States. But what the study focused on is the interaction between veterinary practitioners and their dairy clients. And this was between, um, in these dairies, it was more so between the owner and the veterinarian. And most of the study focused on inquiries about animal illness, um, daily routine on the dairy, and then how um, the accuracy of information gathering, client satisfaction, and adherence to advice um, actually played out after uh, those questions or those interactions. So what the study relatively found is that food animal practitioners um, were much more reactive instead of proactive as a farm advisor. And the primary problem that they saw with this was because we failed, or veterinarians failed to identify the dairy farmer's main goal, or there was a difference in priorities between the farmer and the veterinarian. And this difference was kind of exacerbated by the fact that veterinarians rarely set an agenda when they have interaction, they tended to rarely discuss the farmer's needs and they didn't elicit farmer's opinions as much. But the overall encompassing thing that they found with this study is those shortcomings or those shortfallings tended to be much more exacerbated in veterinarians that had had a professional relationship with that client for more than five years. And they found that these veterinarians asked fewer um, diagnostic or inquisitive questions and gave less reassurance or optimism to their clients. So that meant basically when when they were summarizing is there was more social discussion in terms of family life and things like that, rather than that problem solving or proactive discussion of how are things going, how can we prevent prevent these problems and those kinds of things. So taking this study kind of to the next step is we took this and compared it to what we were having success with kind of in our veterinary clinic. And what I've seen is that this plays really well in, into what we saw is when we sent our new associate out to some of our dairies, he asked a lot of the questions, he would come back and ask us questions about why things were being done in a specific way. And there was many times where it was very surprising to us as herd veterinarians that things were being done that way. Because again, in our mind, we kind of had these protocols in place. And there's probably a invalid assumption um, from that things were being done a very specific way. So what I've tried to kind of integrate into our newer consulting portfolio is this thought that when you do a workup on a dairy, if you're doing a workup, let's say you do an annual or a semi-annual or quarterly workup on a dairy, at least once or twice a year, you should integrate somebody into that workup team from your veterinary team that doesn't routinely do the work on that dairy. So for example, we had a consulting portfolio where we focused for two months on fresh cow um, risk factors. So we did a complete audit of the records, the SOPs, and the on-farm handling and diagnostics. And what we tried to do when we did that on each dairy was have somebody independent of the herd veterinarian do at least the on-farm workup. Now, it is some benefit to have the herd veterinarian doing the records analysis and the protocol analysis because of the familiarity with history and the actual protocols. But the on farm stuff what we found is getting a different veterinarian out there had a whole they had a wholly different perspective of how things were operated. And relatively speaking, they kinda of had this this blank slate of what to expect. So they had almost more true-to-life observations than a lot of herd veterinarians might have had. So this is kind of something that we've more recently, I mean, in the last six months to a year, really kind of identified. And a couple of our practitioners have really grabbed a hold of it. Um, Some of our largest dairies were actually doing a little bit of rotation between different practitioners um, for those herd checks. I think, number one, it keeps you a little bit more fresh because you're going to reduce some of the arm time on yourself and, and distribute that amongst your staff. But the other thing is is it's giving us time on the farm with somebody who's not usually there and it's giving the person who's usually doing that herd check a little bit more time to actually do more consulting. So overall, I think our preventative medicine, our consulting portfolio, everything's benefited from this. And the service to the client is exponentially better than it had been when we initially started. So I think that this is just kind of a great way or a great example of how peer collaboration can really help a veterinary clinic move forward. Now this might not necessarily play into the step-by-step plan of the professional development plan um, in this example, but I think it's a really good example of how you can use other people's experience or viewpoints to really help leverage and improve the service to your clients. Or even just get you something completely different consulting wise. So that's what I wanted to kind of present with you guys today. Like I said, it's been a really exciting kind of revelation for us. I'm looking forward to seeing how it goes. Um, You know, some of the future views or things that I think we can do with this is, you know, trying to get people a little bit less married to different herd checks and getting people into those herd checks, getting people into some different team meetings. Everyone kind of has their different favorite, you know, Dairy Comp or PC Dart. Uh, or sync reports. So that gives people different information coming from different sources. And The last real powerful thing that, that we've had success with in the past is just somebody asking the same question that the herd um, veterinarians asked. And all of a sudden, it's, oh, well, it's not just his opinion now. It's multiple people's opinion. And that can really facilitate some some great change. So I'm really excited to see what happens in the next six months to a year as we start to adapt the, adopt this excuse me, a little bit more aggressively than we have in the past and really start to leverage it to help our clients. So I wanted to say thanks for joining me again, operators to owners. I'm glad to be back, and I'm looking forward to talking to you guys more in the future. Hang in there, and we'll talk to you soon. If you like this content, please like, share, and comment below. We want to get our message out to as many people as possible. So tell a friend, a colleague, or acquaintance about our content too. If you want more content, you can join our Facebook group at otovets.com forward slash Facebook group for daily content and podcast release updates. Thanks for joining us today, OTRs.